All right, boys and girls, what's going on? And welcome to the Pancation Live podcast. I'm going to keep this intro nice and short and jump right into the episode. Just a little pre-flight information. This week, we sat down with Brandon Barnes, who formerly played for the Colorado Rockies and is now in the Miami Marlins organization and has also been using CrossFit at CrossFit Lumberyard in the offseason to get stronger in baseball and up his performance. So we speak about not only his childhood and his family life, but also how he has been able to use CrossFit in that way and make him a better athlete outside of the CrossFit gym. All right, as promised, here's the episode. All right, let's do it. First of all, thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, no problem. Really appreciate it. Of course. Trying to get to see her for a while. Yeah. So you're headed back to Colorado soon? No, I'm actually... I was a free agent this offseason, okay. so I'm uh, headed out to Jupiter, Florida for spring training. I'm now with the Miami Marlins. All right, cool. Yeah, so I headed out to Jupiter and then hopefully to Miami. A little warmer weather over there. Yeah. In Colorado. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely. You know, Colorado, it's, it's tough those first couple months playing baseball. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so let's jump right into it. So basically, we like to start the podcast kind of like chronologically. So we start at the beginning, work our way up. So let's begin... Your childhood, like when did you start playing sports? What were like your first encounters with sports at all? Oh man, like all the way back. I think I came out of the womb playing sports. There you go. <laughs> uh, I mean, as long as I can remember, I mean, three, four years old, I remember playing, you know, baseball, uh, you know, in the front yard. My grandpa would throw me a little plastic ball and, and I would hit, you know, with a little plastic bat. And then it, you know, you start playing like little league and stuff. and. I mean, I was always playing football, basketball, soccer, you know, played soccer for six years, played football for about 10 years, baseball, you know, I've been playing since I was four, so, I mean, I think I came out just playing everything, skateboarding, right. you know, uh, just active. biking, yeah, I was always outside, never inside, awesome. so that's, that, was, that was my childhood. When did you settle on baseball? Whoa. I actually quit baseball my senior year of high school. All right. And uh, was concentrating on football, and then that kind of fell through. I had scholarships to a couple different places, but uh, kind of fell through. So I, I played in a baseball tournament with my buddies and okay. did really well. And they're like, hey, you should come walk on in our college. And I went, walked on at Cypress Junior College and got drafted that year. Out of Cypress? Out of Cypress, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So when did you. When did you first have that feeling, like playing sports growing up, that you were better than other kids? Like, when did you feel like, oh, this is easy for me? Like, things that were coming harder for other kids were coming easy to you. It was kind of, like, natural. Yeah, I mean, I remember that very vividly because I was, I believe I was five years old. And it was going to be five or I think I was six years old. Six or seven. Yeah, six or seven. I was... I was done with T-ball, and so you have to do tryouts to go into uh, the next division, which is minor B, okay. and that is uh, coach pitch. And uh, I remember trying out, hitting every ball, the coach threw, catching everything, and one of the coaches is like, hey, I, th- I told my, my dad and my grandpa, I really think he should try out for the next level above minor B, which would be minor A, which is, you know, you're pitching yourself, it's real games. You're, oh, okay. You're playing with nine and ten year olds, and I think I was six at the time, and I, I tried out up there, and I, same thing. I hit every ball, caught every ball, um, and one of the guys I remember, older older gentleman, he, he came over when I was hitting. And he was like, "Oh, 
this kid can't play here. He's too young. He's too too small, and um, he's not gonna be able to handle it. And after watching me play, who's the guy that picked me to be on his team? <laughs> and uh, that's the moment I knew that I was gonna be like be an athlete. And right. you know, I know I was a step ahead because I was six years old playing with nine and ten year olds. Uh, so that's that's kind of when I knew that that I was gonna be a little above everybody else. Yeah. Not that I'm better than anybody, but you know. Right. 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 Athletically, I, I was gifted. It was a gift from God, and um, you know, I just try to use it that way. Let's go right into that. What you just said. What do you think it is? Like, what do you think it makes normal people, or the regular, your average Joe, right? Then you take professional, or you take let's go let's go college athletes, right? Then from there, you got a next level. You got yeah. pro players, and then you got one more level where it's like the legendary, the Tom Brady's, the Adrian <laughs> Petersons, to like the people that you say a name anywhere in the world and people will know who that is yeah i mean we we call those guys and in professional sports we call them genetic freaks you know you 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 sit here you know you talk about crossfit yeah rich frowning is a genetic freak right right never eats never drinks water yeah. just goes and works out five times a day and, and dominates right and th- those are the tom brady's those are you know the uh, albert pujols or the mm-hmm. mike trouts um those guys are genetic freaks. I, I look at it as genetics. You know, everybody has a different genetic pattern. Um, we're all gifted in different things and in different wavelengths in our mind and our brain and the way our body works. Um, some people don't even have to work out and they have a six pack. You know, yeah. it's, it's all genetics to me. And um, you know, that what separates guys from being great and guys from being good, I think, is a lot mentally, too. Because we're all physically, at, at the professional level, you're all physically capable of going out and playing the sport. Mm-hmm. But it's being mentally tougher and mentally more focused than, than the other guy. And I think that's what separates the Tom Brady's from a guy that's just good NFL player, a good NFL quarterback. You saw it in the game the other night. Yeah, Tom Brady took it to a whole other level when he exactly. had to. And... Uh, you know, that's what you see in the really good guys, the Mike Trouts. These guys know they're good. They, they mentally know how good they are and where their capabilities will take them. Do you specifically train something like that while you're in practice, whether it be in the weight room, whether it be on the field? Do you try and not only train physically but also get better mentally, like being able to take on challenges like that? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, a big thing that baseball players do, and I'm sure it's almost every sport, you know, take it down, any sport, CrossFit, soccer basically you know it's it's all about uh meditation meditation is huge mm-hmm. uh, i think people kind of i think I, I wish i was a little smarter when i was younger in high school and in college um, even you know low levels of professional baseball i wish i would have meditated more um okay. you know big thing i got into this year was was yoga and ramwad you know so so separating those two as i'm doing each one i'm meditating as i do it Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, you know, of who I'm going to be facing at the plate. You know, am I facing Clayton Kershaw that day? Uh, what's he going to throw me? Mentally preparing my mind to go there so I've already done it yeah. when I step into the box. Um, you know, mental toughness. You know, how many times are you going to get knocked down and how many times are you going to keep it getting back up? Because you never know that next time you get up could be a life changer. Yeah. Um, so I think the, the the big thing for me was always, always mental toughness, and I, I didn't learn that until you know a couple of years ago when I could really start figuring it out. I've started learning more about uh, meditation this year and, and opening the mind to, to seeing things before it happens um, and being prepared. Awesome. So when you say meditation, what does that look like on like a daily basis? 
Uh, I mean, it could be anything. It could be anywhere from five minutes to, to half an hour. Uh, it just depends, you know. Usually, you know, it depends on my, my Ramwad that night or, or, or my yoga that morning. Uh-huh. Um, if it's a little less intense yeah. and I could use more of my mind as I'm, I'm sitting in poses, um, you know, deep breaths, breathing um, just through the nose. Okay. Um, taking your mind to a place of just relaxation and not even knowing where you are in that moment other than being in your mind. Um, mm-hmm. And it could be, like I said, it could be anywhere from, you know, five to, to 20 to 30 minutes and you just kind of go to a place that's relaxing and stress-free and, and you can pick and choose what comes in and out of your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you always combine it with like a physical activity, say yoga or Ramwad, or do you ever just sit and meditate as well? I'm kind of ADHD. Like I'm very hyper and always moving. So Ramwad and yoga are the only times I really sit down and and stop moving for 20 minutes at a time. Right. So that's when I try to get it in because I know throughout the day I'm probably not going to get it in. I've got two kids, um, always running around with them. So, I mean, once, you know, they're in bed. I'm laying down and it's just chill time. It, right. You know, my day's done. So I try to get it in when I run water or I, or I uh, do some yoga. All right. Cool. Let's take that segue right into um, do you have any other routines that you go through on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis? Do you have anything that it can even be like a pregame ritual, postgame ritual, anything that you kind of have implemented that you feel has helped you to be as successful as you are? Yeah. Um, I mean, first and foremost, it's always just been hard work. You know, I've not always known what I'm doing. I know you push the weight and you're going to get stronger. Um, but it's outworking everybody. You know, there's there's always someone in front of you. There's always someone better than you. And it's always how are you going to take their job? How are you going to be better than them? How are you going to find a way to outlast them? And for me, that was just working harder than everybody else. Is that, you know, staying later in the batting cage than the next guy? Is it staying in the gym longer? Is it running more sprints? You know, whatever it was. So my routine when I was younger was always just work. Mm-hmm. There was no basis behind it. There was no program. There was no. Right, right. There was nothing behind it. It was just go work, go push the weight, go run. You know, mm-hmm. go hit. Um, and as I've gotten older, I've gotten a little smarter. Uh, you, know, you know, getting with Reed and, and you know having a plan and in, in, in my training. And then uh, as I hit, you know, I have a plan. As I hit, as I take every swing. You know, I'm planning on that. Uh, my speed. You know, when we talk about, uh, you know, flexibility in sports is huge. Uh, Pilates and, and yoga and Ramwad. You know, mm-hmm. implementing as much as I can to make my body as strong and as flexible as possible. So, like on a, on a normal off off season day, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm waking up seven o'clock. Uh, maybe do a little Ramwad, short Ramwad, get my body loose. Or, or if I have a little more time, uh, I'll do a 30-minute yoga piece. Right. Um, just to mentally and physically get my, my mind, my blood flowing, you know, get that morning started on a good note. You know, take the kids to school, and then I'm, I'm straight to the gym. I'm here uh, with Reed. Uh, we start at 10, and we're going for about two hours. You know, our whole, our whole program is, is based on power explosiveness and strength you know and in baseball you want to be powerful you want to be explosive because everything's from a standstill 
and when you're hitting, you're in a, you're in a dead stop, mm-hmm. you know, with very little mo- movement going into hitting something as hard as you can. Um, and then from the outfield, you're standing there. As soon as you see the ball, you got to take off. So everything's explosive movements. You're trying to steal a bag. You're at a dead still, and you got to try to take off, you know, on his movement. So everything's explosive and fast and, and strong. Um, and we do that for about two hours, you know, working on squat cycles, uh, deadlifts, and front squats. Um, you know, a lot of box jumps, seeing how high we can get, how explosive we can be. Um, and then it goes, you know, we leave here at noon and uh, we head over the, to the, the batting cage and we'll go hit for another two hours. You know, it's, it's, it's you know, by the time we get done with Reed, we're, we're done. Yeah. Our legs are done. I remember the other day, Reed killed us. We had a, I feel it was like a every two minute piece for 10 minutes or 20 minutes. And we did 12 wall balls with 10 cal sprint on the Airdyne. And I, I remember just falling off the bike and be like, I don't even know That's if I can hit today. Disgusting. But then remembering, like, I got to mentally prepare for the end of the season where I'm dead tired. I'm not as strong. So I, we went and hit. And I remember standing in there the first time and legs just shaking, wanting to give out. And you got to fight through that. And that's where that mental side comes through of mm-hmm. how am I going to push through this? How am I going to mentally prepare my mind to trick my legs that I'm okay? Because I'm tired. Yeah. I'm done. I don't even want to hit. I can barely drive my legs to hit a baseball, but I got to find a way. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's where that mental approach comes through. And you know, that's that's my opinion. And then once I'm done hitting, I'm done for the day. I'm going home, get some food, um, hang out with my kids after school, and uh, you know, routines. I mean, it's not that long of a day, but it's the work you're putting in. You're mentally and physically just exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, let's touch on something you said there real quick when the end of the season comes around and you're kind of like tired mentally, physically. Do you have any tips or tricks or kind of sleeves, uh, tricks up your sleeve that like kind of get you going again? Like do you have like a mantra, a nighttime routine, like anything that you've kind of seen where like, okay, I'm kind of getting to that point where like I'm so exhausted, you need something else to kind of like keep you pushing. Yeah, I mean, sleep's always huge. You know, in baseball, you're playing 162 games in 180 days. You know, you are every day at the baseball field. Um, so it, it wears on you, mm-hmm. it beats on you physically, mentally. So for me, you know, second half, I'm trying to get, you know, maybe a couple hours more of sleep every night. All right. Um, definitely using the Norma Tech a lot more for the legs, uh, Mark Pro and cupping. Um, just, it's more about the body feeling as good as it can feel at that point in the year because you're done. You're tired, you're beat up, you've been running in dirt on cleats and your, your legs are fatigued. Um, so just trying to take care of your body as best as possible. Continue to eat well, um, sleep and, and recovery is huge. And then obviously, you know, when you have that mental capability of being like, I'm going to trick myself, I feel 100% today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to trick the guy out there. That pitcher might be looking at me. He's like, dang, this guy, he looks ready to go today. He looks 100%. But I, my, my body might be only feeling like 60%, you know, but you're, you mentally got to trick people and you got to trick yourself uh-huh. to like feel that. 100%. Um, same way, like when I come into the gym to work out and it's just, I didn't get any sleep. My kid was up all night. Um, you know, you're just mentally done. You come to the gym, you're like, I don't want to lift. Like, I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit here and stretch. Yeah. But, you know, you have to get it done. So you trick your mind and you do something. I don't know, put on some music, 
get ready to go chug a Red Bull, do something, but you got to trick your mind into saying, hey, I'm 100%, I'm going to go crush this workout. And that's always been my, my mantra is trick my mind into trick my body with my mind and just keep going. All right, that's cool. I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. So let's go um, kind of switch gears. How did you first, like, learn about CrossFit, get into CrossFit, hear about CrossFit? When, what was, like, your first, like, encounter with it? Um, so my friends started doing CrossFit six years ago, maybe. Uh, a couple of friends, my wife's best friend started doing it. Um, and then I started, you know, hearing about it a little bit more. Um, you know, the games finally got televised. Um, I think I was just intrigued by how hard the workouts looked and how hard these guys were pushing to just get better. And so I remember last year when we were, we moved our batting cage into um, a new facility, Reed was, Reed was already there in that facility. And, uh, you know, he had a little space, but you could tell that he was – killing people with the little space that he had mm-hmm. and I was, I've always been intrigued by the body and the way it works and how strong you can get um, while being conditioned and fast and you know all these different things and so when I saw Reed you know he saw us working out one day and he came over and, and we talked and he asked if he, if he could run me through something you know a little CrossFit thing and I was like yeah I mean I've always been intrigued by it you know I've never uh, tried it. I've always kind of, you know, you, you do different high intensity, tr- you know, training. Yeah. You, but do you don't put the label you, on yeah, it. Yeah. You don't, you do different yeah. interval training and, and stuff like that. But, you know, when you run through someone that knows what they're doing, you get your, your world rocked. Yeah. I remember <laughs> being there and getting, just dying my first workout. But you have that satisfaction of I did something and, mm-hmm. and I feel better than I did when I walked in. Um, and that's how I kind of got into it. And then we, he kind of went, we didn't go as hard last year as we did this year in, into the strength and explosiveness, but he wanted to make sure I was conditioned because I was already had been working out and I was already strong enough. I just needed to be that conditioned. Okay. So we got into that and we talked quite a bit during the season and came up with a game plan of, you know, I'm going to gain 15 pounds. I'm going to stay just as fast, just as flexible, if not more. And we're going to crush all my PRs. We're, everything's going to be out the window. We're going to absolutely take me to a whole new level. And we bought, I bought into his squat program. And, you know, six weeks, he actually demolished me in squats. And I remember PRing by, like, 40 pounds. And I was like, all right. You know, I think my, my back squat went from 360 to, geez, what was it? It was uh, 360 to, I think, 380. For two rep, nice. one rep of 390, and then the next six weeks it was 405 for two, um, and then my deadlift went from 380 to 430, and then this past today it went to uh, 485 for two. Jesus! Um, in all matter of I think 20 weeks, maybe. Wow, that's pretty um, insane. So, you know, just being able to do that, keep my front squat going, you know, the core is such a huge part of baseball, you know, your rotational. Uh-huh. So um, just being able to do that and just crush plateaus and, and 
you know, move forward in that really intrigued me and that's what we kind of set out to do okay so then you kind of touched on this before and right now when you were talking to but what is the main component that you saw in crossfit where you were like okay i can apply this to baseball or that you can apply it to like basically any sport out there yeah i mean if you if you look at sports everything's explosiveness and uh you know crossfit bases a lot of their stuff off the olympic lifts um you know the the back squat, the deadlift, um, and the front squat. You know, in baseball, we don't like to do a lot of overhead stuff because of our shoulders. You know, you got to throw, you got to hit. Everything's based off your shoulders. You know, you want to strengthen your shoulders, but you don't want to, you know, mess your rotator with your rotator cuff. Uh, mm-hmm. That's why we don't do a whole lot of ring muscle-ups because of that whole rotator cuff. When you throw, you want to be able to feel loose and open. You know, you don't want to feel tight and, and get stuck when you throw um so a lot of our stuff is is flexibility with with the upper half and uh, a lot of strength and explosiveness with the bottom half okay so that's what intrigued me was you could sit there and these guys lift heavy weight for so many reps while hitting an assault bike and uh you know be all right yeah. You know, you're not going to die. Yeah. You, know, you always think, oh, I'm going to die, but you don't ever die. So that's what intrigued me is how close you can come to death in CrossFit. <laughs> All right. And you can't come pretty close. Oh, yeah. 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 I, I think the walls caved in on me today when right? I was deadlifting. Totally. So. That's the best part. Um, so then Reed is kind of like catering towards your needs specifically, right? Yeah. we, we I like to call it modified CrossFit. Okay. Um, you know, it's not – we're not snatching. We're not um, – you know, doing a lot of the Olympic overhead lifts, okay. uh, overhead squats and stuff like that. But we are getting our explosiveness and we are driving with, you know, squats and box jumps. And he takes those those same AMRAPs and different uh, EMOMs and we're crushing it. You know, we're getting after it, but it's modified to, to baseball. So, I mean, it's it's been, it's been a blast, you know. There's days where I want to punch Reed in the face. Um, but I'm sure there's days he wants to punch me in the face. And he just walked in. The man, the myth, the legend. The living legend. <laughs> Sitting in my office. Yeah, <laughs> the big chair. With the um, Hankopotamus. So, the other aspect that we haven't talked about yet is like rest and work-life balance and that whole aspect of... So how much rest are you taking now? How much rest do you usually take? Like, during the season, obviously, it's hard with that many games but what is your routine on that look like? so with reed we're here monday wednesday friday you know two hours at a time um you know tuesdays and thursdays you know are my rest days but i'll, I'll still find a way to get in you know maybe my my dumbbell presses um kind of just maintenance work um some core some extra core work uh rotational ball slams and stuff like that but the days that we're not in here with him, just more time we're in the cage hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, so during the off season, I mean, the only days I take off are Saturday, Sunday. Um, use those as full recovery days, Normatec, all that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Um, but that's, I mean, from rest from CrossFit is, is Tuesday, Thursdays. All right, and as far as, so you talked about your daily schedule. Um, how important do you think it is to like have, as a, as a professional athlete, kind of have your personal life so you said you have kids you got a wife right how do you implement that where you feel like they're getting enough attention 
and that part of your life is getting enough attention. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, you ask any athlete, that's that's the hardest part is balancing family with the other love of your life, mm-hmm. you know, your sport you're playing. You know, the reason why we play this sport is because we love it. Um, but my family, nothing comes close to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I had to quit today, I would because of them. Um, but I don't have to, so thank God. But, um, you know, I try to put their needs first. You know, they're, they're most important in my life. And, you know, if they need something, if I have to miss a workout for them, that's fine. You know, there'll be days where I, we, uh, you know, they'll be getting an award at school and I have to miss a little bit of the workout. And that's fine. You know, that's sacrifice for me. And, you know, everything I give in the gym or I give out on the field, that's for them. So, so balancing is, is hard to make sure they have that time, but at the same time, it's their first. They come first, okay. you know, and I've always put my faith in my family before what I do for a living because that's nothing compared to being a father yeah. and a husband. I love that, man. Cool. All right, we're going to introduce a new kind of section with you. Yes. We're at the end of it, so we're, what we're going to do is we're going to do a couple quick hitter questions. Let's go. So top of your head like less than 10 seconds to answer each oh, of these all right? right all right so rapid fire questions rapid fire all right you ready yeah all right let's do this uh cats or dogs dogs burpees or thrusters uh thrusters uh favorite superpower favorite superpower flying uh your peanut butter you take it chunky or creamy chunky your favorite pop tart uh birthday cake if you could live anywhere in the world where would it be Orange County, California. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, first word that comes to mind right now. Shit. <laughs> Damn it, don't listen to this, kids. <laughs> uh, your favorite girls workout? I don't know if you've done any of those. Um, No. Uh, I've tried Fran once. All right. And how terrible was that? Brutal. All right. <laughs> uh, if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? One food? One food. Uh, Chicken. Really? Yeah, man. I love chicken. All uh, right. Put ranch on it. Do whatever you want to. Different seasons. That makes Eat. nutrition look easy, man. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. All right. One thing that most people don't know about you. Uh, one thing people know about me. I mean, they obviously know I have tattoos everywhere. Um, I don't know, man. I'm pretty much an open book. Uh, <laughs> one thing people don't know about me. Can be something super random. Oh, dude, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> this is the hardest one on there. <laughs> uh, dude, I'm drawing a blank. One thing people don't know about me is that I am scared of cotton. I hate cotton. Oh, hell no. My mom does too. I hate cotton. That I hate the touch so of it. I hate random. the sound of it when it touches your skin. <laughs> it's disgusting, and my kids chase me around the house. <laughs> That's awesome. That my mother is the only person in the whole entire world that has the same. Yeah, man. When I'm when I open my vitamin bottles or my my supplements, yeah. I, I can't. I have to take them out with like <laughs> pliers or use like a napkin to take them out. Like I, I can't grab it, dude. And it's terrible. That is hilarious. Yeah, that's awesome. Or if I don't have any of that, I, I go super quick and pull it out. <laughs> Just get over with. Yeah. Close your eyes. Get over with. It's brutal. That's serious. I think that's a pretty fun fact to know. Yeah. About you. When you see when we see you on TV next season. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Anything else you want to add? Like, where can people find you, social media-wise, anything uh, like that? Social media, Instagram is Brandon Barnes underscore one. Twitter, at the Barnyard 15. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. 
right. Facebook, Twitter. Cool. And go Marlins, huh? Yeah, Miami Marlins. Let's do it. All right, brother. Thanks so All much, right, man. No problem, brother. Appreciate it. All right, ladies and gents, and that will wrap it up for this week's episode. Thanks for listening, and again, as always, uh, remember to tell a friend to tell a friend about us, and if you can, it'd be awesome if you guys could leave us a short rating or review on whatever medium you guys are listening to. It really just helps the podcast, and we'll be able to bring you much more episodes very soon. Thanks for listening, and enjoy your pancation.